Talks Bus. Are you ready to organize your amazing ideas into a powerful book? It's time to write your book. Welcome to the Right Hour Nonfiction Tips from the Right Coach with Joyce Glass, where you can learn the business and craft of writing. Welcome to episode 501 of the Right Hour. Today, Chris O'Byrne will teach you how to use Amazon ads as a part of your book marketing plan. But if you're like me, a book marketing plan sounds complicated and a little scary, but really it's not. A marketing plan is just simply the steps you're going to take to promote your book. You'll want to listen next week to Susan O'Neill, who shares how she sold 5,000 copies of her book last year with a simple and easy-to-follow marketing plan. She used Amazon ads, too, as a part of her plan. Chris O'Byrne is a former chemical engineer and high school teacher. He built JetLaunch.net into the premier book and booklet company for entrepreneurs, speakers, coaches, and consultants. Don't forget to check the show notes for this episode for links and highlights for the tips from Chris. Hi, Chris. I'm so glad you're here today, and thank you. We're excited to hear what you're going to teach us uh, about Amazon ads. So, but first, tell us a little bit about your journey on becoming a publisher and how that came about in your life. Sure. Uh, well, I actually just kind of fell into it. Uh, you know, honestly, I started out as a chemical engineer, and then I was a high school science teacher, but I always wanted to work for myself and work on my own and be location independent. So I was trying to make a living online. I was doing web design and some trying some marketing. And then one day somebody asked me, hey, can you do an ebook for me? Uh, convert my manuscript into an ebook. And I said, well, sure. And so I quick got online and figured out how to do it because I'd never done it before. Uh, I found out that an ebook really is just a web page wrapped up in a different package. Learned how to do it, made an ebook, and then started doing ebooks. And yeah. somebody said, "Hey, can you do a print book?" And the same thing. Looked up how to do it, figured it out, and then uh, you know just kept going from there. Uh, but even though I fell into it, I've always loved books. I grew up reading. I like I set the record at my high school library for the most books checked out, like during my entire time there. <laughs> That's an it's, amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Lots of books and everything I've learned, really, I'd say most of what I have learned, whether it's business or personal development or finances, it's all come through books. So right. I have this big love affair for books and then that translates into helping people get their books out. And it's so exciting to be right in the middle of all of that action. Yeah. So would you consider yourself a book hoarder? Because I am. Yes, but these <laughs> days it's uh, on my Kindle. I have over 600 titles, I think, on my Kindle now. I don't know how many I have on the Kindle, but I have a bunch on Kindle, iBooks, and then all over through my house. You know, they're in every little. Uh, yeah, they're everywhere. And with me, you know, there's usually one right beside me <laughs> that I'm going through, working through, or something. So, and I love audio yeah. too. That's been my new love the past two years. I've been listening to books and it's so fun it's like i can read three books in a week Hoo -hoo, listening to them, you know? 
<laughs> yep. You can put them on one and a half speed, two speed, and zip right through them. Well, and it's great. Like, I've been listening to um, Brenda Burchard's new book, High Performance Habits While I've Been Walking. And it is really, it's it's inspiring. And like, ooh, you know, and I get these great thoughts and ideas I can do for uh, in the my Facebook group or something like that. So it's always encouraging to have yeah. something feeding your mind some good things. So that's a, that's a good thing. But well, what inspired you to create jet launch? So I'm assuming since we were doing this eBooks and print books and you're like, okay, well, let's make a business. Is that kind of how it morphed? Hey, kind of be, yeah, it became that, you know, I was, I was a freelancer, you know, and I didn't know about business, but as, it started building and I get more and more people wanting eBooks and print books and then covers. I, you know, I, I just thought, wow, this, this is a business. Um, and at the time for books, you had, you know, two main choices. There were traditional publishers and vanity publishers. Right. And the vanity publishers charged thousands of dollars and gave lousy service. Right. Uh, and there were a few service providers at the time that were doing eBooks uh, as freelancers or print books. Uh, but the work was mostly pretty shoddy and the customer service was terrible. And I thought, you know what, there's a, a solution to this and that's build a company that fixes those problems that just does it right, which is actually relatively easy to do as long as that's your focus. Right. And so I, I did. Well, tell us a little bit about Jet Launch for those that don't know um, what your emphasis is, is customer service and having that help that writers need because most writers have no clue about that part. They've written a book and they're going, now what do I do? And so how do you help them and tell us a little bit about jet launch? Right. Yeah. We, we often get people that come in and they don't exactly, they don't know what to do or what's next or how it works. Uh, I'd say our sweet spot is the design. That's the cover, the ebook, the print book. And, you know, we could look, beautiful for people and we going until they're happy. So it's not just like, you know, here are three options. You choose the one you want and that's it. So it's just, you know, again, customer service, keep going until they're, they're super happy. Uh, we do some proofreading as well. And we, we help people uh, self publish, meaning put it into their accounts on Amazon and wherever else they want them to be. So everything gets uploaded. We provide the right files and all the technical stuff that people hate. Mm -hmm. um, and then when we're done with that, we uh, provide an Amazon ad service that uh, helps people to sell far more books on Amazon than they would if they just put it up there and did nothing. Right. Right. Cause I mean, just because you put something on Amazon does not mean the world knows it's there and that they're going to buy it. You, you got to do your part in marketing and in whether you traditionally publish or self publish now, the writer has a responsibility for marketing their book. Um, it depends on, you know, the publisher and whether you're self publishing, obviously it's all on your shoulders and getting help is what I recommend people be, to do because I did not get help my first time around and it did not go well. <laughs> and so I always recommend that people get help because that, you know, most writers, that is not their area of expertise and, that is always a good idea to get help like Chris to, to help you with that. So with 
that's a great segue into our question about what's the biggest struggle authors have with marketing. And then we'll circle back around to Amazon ads, but tell us what you've seen and experienced. What's the biggest struggle that authors have with marketing? The biggest struggle really is just they, they don't understand how it works. They don't understand marketing. And it is to understand marketing, you have to get into it. You have to actually be interested in understanding what marketing is. So most people are like, oh, I'm going to do a press release. I'm going to do a book signing. And those things can be useful in their place. But as their primary focus, it doesn't do anything. Uh, or again, they put it up on Amazon. It's like a painter painting a painting and then uh, hanging it up in their kitchen. And then, you know, nobody sees it. So. Uh, you have to understand what marketing is, that it's simply reaching out to people, and you have to do it right. People, you know, a lot of people will just post something on their on their social media, for example. Hey, I've got a book out, blah, blah, blah. People don't care. People care about themselves. What are you giving them? So uh, most authors, most people aren't very entertaining, even though they think they might be. So your little entertaining posts on Facebook really aren't doing you any good. So unless you're really an entertainer, focus on giving value. You wrote a book. You've got lots of value. You have lots of stuff from your books to give to people. Just start giving that information out. Um, it's like Gary Vaynerchuk's book, The Jab, 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 Right Hook. Mm-hmm. And you got to give, 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 give. And then after you've established that relationship, right. people trust you. People are coming to you. Then say, hey, if you really like all of this in one place and you want to learn more, here's my book. I'd love for you to go, you know, check it out, buy it if it's right for you uh, and go that route. And I tell people, look at what the internet marketers are doing. We may not like a lot of internet marketers, they're really kind of pushy sometimes and there's a, a like a used car salesman. There's sort of a bad reputation that they have. But mm-hmm. if you follow their examples, they test over and over and over. They understand customer psychology. They understand what works. You don't have to go through that process. Read their books. Read right. Russell Brunson's books. Read Gary Vaynerchuk's books. Right. Information's all over the place. And Michael Hyatt's another it. good one, you know, yeah. university kind of thing, yeah. Right, yep. Just even if they only took that one book and they understood how to build their platform, it would be a game changer for them. Exactly, exactly. That is huge. So yeah. um, and on that, on that, while we're on those lines, and I want to give encouragement to some people, um, as I mentioned, I'm reading Brendan Bouchard's book, and so I'll put the link for that in the show notes. But he shares in that book how he self-publishes his books. I didn't realize he was self-publishing. And he's been yep. on New York Times bestseller list self-publishing, and he has a method to do it. And it isn't hanging out on social media and doing Facebook ads. It's, it's different than that. And it, it's five steps. He shares it in the book. So if you want it, I go do it. I, Cause I was like, oh, so I'm telling all my authors read his book. He will share how to do it. He's obviously done it well. And watch his launches. I watched this last launch, what he did and it's genius, you know, what he did. And, and he drew me in and it, yeah. cause I kept seeing it everywhere. And finally I clicked on it. Cause at first I was thinking, 
high performance habits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read stuff and I've done 90 day year with Todd Herman and blah, 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 blah. I'm I'm just thinking, is it just another one? Well, he had the deal and I kept seeing it and I finally like, you know, I listened to one of his videos and I'm like, yeah, I think I'll do it. And it's been wonderful. It's really helpful. I like his down to earth approach. and um, It's inspiring and it's actually helping me organize my business in a different way. And so the significant thing about Michael Hyatt, self-publishing is that he was the CEO of a huge publishing company. This is Brendan Bouchard. Oh, right. But Michael, you know, uh, Michael Hyatt does the same thing. So the fact that these people are self-publishing is a huge indication of where the market is at. Right. Right. And, but you've got to learn how to grow your influence is the big key Yeah, to do that because you can't just self publish and have 300 people on your email list and think you're going to sell a thousand books. It's not exactly going to happen. Um, so definitely do that. And Tim Grawl's another one I love. Have you, do you follow him? Yep. I sure do. Um, for those on that are listening, G R A H L it's Tim Um, he's another one to great to follow for marketing for books uh, and he's got your first 1000 copies or something like that is the name of one of his books. So, yeah. and, and what he says, what Tim was saying is very similar to what Brendan does and is saying. Um, Brendan just kind of breaks it down into smaller steps. And then Tim shows you kind of how to do those steps that Brendan talks about. Um, so it, it's, it, they, they all work together, but, my my uh, little advice for you on that, don't start listening to too many people and try to do everything that they say because you'll drive yourself crazy. Listen to one, do what they say, and then if you want to expand, then listen to another one and try some different things that they say. And some of them will say the same thing because, like I said, Tim and Brendan are saying the same thing. Some things are just a little different. And but listen to one because that's been my experience. I start listening to too many people and I get paralysis analysis because I'm like, uh, well, I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to do that. And, I, and then you get lost in the, I got to do's and you get nothing done. <laughs> you know? Yep. So true. In, in Brendan's words, I'm not moving the needle. If I'm stop doing, you know, if I'm out doing a bunch of little piddly stuff that really isn't the, the crux of what I need to be doing. So well, tell us about um, how do Amazon ads help self-publishing authors? Yeah, they are, I'd say, again, the, the, a game changer. They level the playing field. For years, traditional publishers, and, and most people probably don't know this, but they spend thousands of dollars to place books in bookstores. So when you go in a bookstore and you see books on an end cap or you see uh, books on a table or something that is making them stand out, uh, the publisher is paying for that shelf space. They pay for the space to get your book even on that shelf in the first place and then to get it in prime, you know, the, the big promotional spots. So they've been able to put thousands of dollars into that. But now what has happened is, of course, everybody's going online to shop. 
lots of, you know, hardly any bookstores are left and the ones that are left, they're, they're declining fast. So the new shelf space uh, is the advertising on Amazon and that is wide open to everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets to use it. Everybody has a chance for equal pay and play. Uh, and there's no, um, you know, traditional publishers, the big money, they, they don't get any special treatment when it comes to the ads. So um, there are a few skills that you need to know that you need to develop to do those ads, like copywriting or writing your book description and ads. And you don't need to be a copywriting expert. You just need to understand what are some of the, the, the techniques, the main techniques. You need to do a little bit of keyword research, which is actually fairly easy. Uh, you don't have to be an expert in these things. You just have to be better than other people or better than the books that you're going up against. And most of the time, there nobody's doing anything because most authors don't even know Amazon ads exist. They have no idea. Right. They've been used for years with e-commerce, with selling products, but not for books. And only recently have they really upped their game, Amazon that is, mm-hmm. with the options that you have. So you know, most authors don't know about Amazon ads, and if they do, they don't want to put the time into it. They don't want to understand marketing. They don't want to understand copywriting. Right. Again, just a few hours of putting your time into it or hire somebody that does it because if you can't or aren't willing, it doesn't mean that it's not important. It's still important to use right. Amazon ads. Where do Amazon ads show up? Just on Amazon or are they like Google ads where they show up in other places? It Yeah, they actually, Amazon does... Uh, retargeting. So they don't give you the option to set up retargeting, but they do it on their own. So there have been plenty of times where I've clicked on an ad for a book and then gone somewhere else. And then there's that same ad again. So mm-hmm. that's like a, a you, you don't have any control. You don't know when it's going to happen, but it is a little bonus that Amazon provides. But mostly the Amazon ads are going to be on the Amazon page. You do a search for a topic. You see a list of books there might be some books across the top. There might be, you'll see a couple sponsored ads at the top. And it's tricky because they look like regular book pages. They look like right. book ads. They're, I mean, you know, they look like the, the rest of the listings. There'll be a little light gray, a uh, couple words that say sponsored ad. And that's the only way you know that you're looking at an ad. So okay. they show up there, they show up at the bottom. And if you're on a book page, like somebody else's book, uh, there'll be other people's ads on there because you can target your competitor's books if you want so that your ad, your book, shows up on their page and somebody's looking. Okay, that makes sense. And so also probably in their emails, do they put those ads in any of their emails, do you know? You know, that I don't know. I don't get a ton of Amazon ads. Um, if they put ads in there, it's highly likely that they will show up. Uh, the other place is if you have a Kindle device or a, uh, the Amazon fire, the Kindle fire tablet, uh, they have lock screens. So when you go to turn on that device, there'll be an ad on that lock screen and you can get your ad on that screen. So, uh, that's one more place that's technically not on amazon.com, but it's on their devices. Yeah. I've never felt the need for a Kindle if I have an iPad because, like, mm. there's nothing else. <laughs> like, 
I can put the Kindle yeah. on my iPad. Why do I need a Kindle? So, yeah. Exactly. I read everything on my phone. So yeah. So, all right. Well, tell us um, some different ways, or, or did you do the how we can utilize the Amazon ads? Yeah. So uh, let me just tell you what we do. So you know, Jet yeah, Launch, we we have an Amazon ad service. Um, and because what we do is what you need to do if you want to do it yourself. Um, and I mean, at least kind of get familiar with how they work so you understand the process. So the first thing we do is we rewrite a book description using copywriting techniques. Mm -hmm. Amazon has some suggestions what it should look like. You should have some bullet points. You need to, uh, you know, we always have a call to action. And often it's just scroll back up and buy this book now so that you get whatever it is. You know, what are the benefits that people are going to get when they read your book? And you know, mm -hmm. just focus on those things. Uh, the second thing we do is keyword research. Now, we use a program called KDP Rocket, uh, mm -hmm. which I believe is pretty cheap, maybe 97. And that has some keyword research tools in there. And we just use that because they, they do a great job. Uh, and they also pull up, uh, you know, similar books and authors and words that people are going search terms that people are going to type when they go to Amazon. So, but you don't have to use that. You can, Amazon has its own keyword research tool built in, so to speak. So if you go to type in something, so let's say you're going to, um, let's say it's yoga and you want to learn uh, what keywords are being used for yoga. Well, type in yoga mm -hmm. and then space Amazon will list a whole bunch of words that'll come up that are similar search terms. And then you can type yoga space A, and you'll see words that are just for A and B, et cetera. Um, and that's what KDP Rocket does. It kind of goes through that process, but it automates it, makes it easy to export all those into a, a spreadsheet, and boom, you got all your, your stuff. So keyword research shouldn't take you too long, but you're going to put you know a couple hours into figuring it out. Right, right. Second, third thing we do is we write different ads. So they're going to be short. You are limited to between 50 and 150 characters, which includes spaces. So it's going to be short and sweet, but that's good because you want a, a strong description that people are going to see. And this is the description for the ad. So if your book shows up on a search page and there's your the cover, the instead of your normal book description, it's going to have your ad copy those 50 to 150 characters okay so you can write ads for those and then you're going to research categories and products so what categories might your book appear in make a list of those and what are similar products any products that people might buy if they like your book so if somebody is like want a book about chair yoga well, what else might they get if they're interested in that? They might get a yoga ball. They might get a mat, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, just right. make a list of those things. Because when you place your ads, one, you can do search terms, and that's where all your keywords go in. Mm -hmm. you, that's one kind of ad. And then you can do another kind of ad that just targets categories. Then you can do another one that just targets uh, different products. And you can list all the different products that are similar, like hundreds if you want. So you want to have all those and go make sure that your ads are addressing those and then place your ads, which is just getting into the, 
the system and uploading and following their stuff. They, they guide you right through it. Right. And then keep an eye on it. Uh, initially, people are going to keep an eye on it anyway because they're excited about their ad. They want to see, oh, how am I doing? Oh, it's doing terrible. Oh, it's doing great. Oh, look, I made a sale. <laughs> but uh, consistently track and run reports. They've got really good reporting in there now and run all the reports like once a week, what keywords are doing well, where do you think you need improvement, and just, you know, you keep an eye on it. That takes several minutes once a week to do that. And those are the things that we do on a consistent basis to set up your ads so anybody can do it. So quick question. Say somebody's already published their book and self-published, but they want to do Amazon ads. Can you help just with Amazon ads if that's what they need? Or do you do? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. We've got a package deal that kind of puts everything in, but if somebody wants just a piece of it, Hey, just do my ads and upload those. Uh, and then sometimes we upload those and people just monitor themselves. They don't want to pay a monthly fee. So they take over after because everything's put up into their account. You right. can't set up an ad for somebody else's book. Right. You have to set up an ad for a book that's in your KDP account. Right. Good. So you do then help kind of keep up with it if they want that service. Um, right. Ad and how it's doing. So, well, good. Yep. So um, what kind of, I guess, success have your clients had doing the ads? What kind of, I guess, what is a reasonable uh, expectation to have of Amazon ads? Right. Here's what I tell people. Uh, well, first of all, our, our experience has been actually pretty good because, you know, we understand the copywriting and the ads and the keywords and all of that. So that really has helped other than just throwing something up and hoping it works. Um, but there, one, there are two different books or there are a couple of different genres that tend to do better. Uh, overall, nonfiction does better than fiction. Uh, even though there are some fiction authors that are killing it with Amazon ads, mm -hmm. you just have to understand your, you know, have a series, understand your, your audience, et cetera. But then when uh, the kinds of books that really do well are business books, anything related to making money, anything related to personal development right. and uh, anything related to relationships. So, you know, the big ones, health, wealth, and uh, relationships. Those right. are the big and they're the ones that do the best. So, um, but what we tell people is when you, I mean, when you set up your ads, there's going to be a, a cost per click because that's how they, they work. Mm -hmm. When somebody actually clicks on your ad, then you pay whatever that is. And it might be, it might be five cents. It might be a dollar. It usually falls in 20 to 40 cents per click. But then they also show you which of your ads and which of your keywords even have resulted in a sale. So, Ideally, you want to at least break even because what you're doing is you're getting book sales. And if you don't have some sort of call to action within your book, even on the very first page, hey, here is extra information or a checklist or this or that or something that's really going to help you grow your business, improve your relationship, lose weight, whatever it is, have a call to action in your book and have it in the awesome. beginning. So even people that download a sample are going to see it. But if you've got that call to action, what you're really doing with these book sales is you're not focusing on how many, how much money you're going to make. You're focusing on 
how many sales can I make uh, and still break even or only pay a little bit because every sale I make is going to increase my mailing list. It's going to increase the, uh, you know, the amount of how I can help people, the things that I can sell or grow my business. You know, look at it as the first or one of the first steps in your marketing system. Don't look at it as I just got to sell a bunch of books and that's good enough. Right. And th this does need to be a piece of the marketing pie that you can't rely just on ads because most of the time that's cold, what I call cold calling, you know, you're, it's a cold audience because most of the time it is people that don't know you are seeing these ads. And just like with Brendan Bouchard, I was seeing his ads different places. Then I finally chose to buy it. And I, right. I've known about him for years and I have seen his stuff for years, but I don't think I've ever bought anything from him before. Um, and something with this one resonated with me, you know, so you, you, that's where you, you need to make sure this is a piece of the marketing pie and that you are out there in other places so that if they've seen your, maybe they've seen your Facebook ad and your video on Facebook, and they go out to Amazon to buy something and your ad shows up, they'll go, oh, there's that person again. And what it, what is it now? Like 10, 15 times somebody has to see something before they may actually make a decision to buy? Several times. Yeah. I mean, and obviously it was true for me. You know, I saw it everywhere because he was on Instagram and Facebook and an email because I'm on his email list and I think there, he may have had some, I think he had some other people emailing out, you know, Hey, my friend Brendan's releasing his book. You need to check it out. And they're yada, 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 whatever else they had to say about it. That's the thing. So what I want everybody to know is it's an important piece of the pie, but don't rely just on ads there needs to be multiple avenues people can hear about you and see you and not just one avenue. Um, and the biggest thing, and, and I don't know how, if, if you tell your authors this or not, but I had somebody ask me yesterday, why don't you just focus on your group instead of growing an email list, my, my Facebook group. And I'm like, because email's king. And I own my email list. Facebook owns my group. You know, there's a difference. Um, they can change it. They could take it away. They could say, we're not going to do groups anymore, you know, they, in, in the future. And if I don't have an email list, I'm dead in the water then. And so you've got to grow that email list is a, another big piece of the pie. And that's something Brendan talks about in this book too. And that's something that I suggest every author needs to learn how to grow that email list. And I think it's an excellent idea what you're saying, having that call to action inside your book so that in the, even in the preview, they can see something that they can go and download and it'll help them. And it needs to be related to the book because obviously if it's not related to the book, they're not going to care. <laughs> right. You know, if you're talking about finances and you give them a download about their relationships, they're like, why would I get that? from you. <laughs> if you're going to teach me about finances, I don't need to know about relationships from you. That's not what I'm looking for. So it needs to make sure it connects. 
Well, what words of advice or encouragement do you have for either new writers or someone struggling to write and wondering whether, you know, they should self-publish or traditionally publish? Because I know a lot of writers debate this and battle this. And it, it is a struggle because they're two very good avenues depending upon what's right for you and what you're looking for. Um, so what advice or encouragement do you have for them? Even if I did not own a company that provided self-publishing services, if I was in something completely different, I would still urge people to not go with a traditional publisher and don't even waste your time trying to find one, getting a, uh, you know, somebody that's going to represent you and go through that whole process. You're going to waste tons of time. And in the end, you're going to end up with far less than you think you're going to get. People think, ah, book, I get picked up and they're going to take care of everything for me. And it doesn't work that way. They put it out. And unless you're a really big name now, uh, you know, one, you rarely get an uh, uh, advance on your royalties. Uh, and if you do, it's a very little. And then they're not going to do anything to help you market. In fact, you know, I've known several people that have been uh, approached by companies. I'm like Wiley, you know, big companies. And they're like, well, how many people do you have uh, in your tribe? And if you don't have at least like a mailing list of 10,000 people, 10,000. Um, in fact, this one person I talked to, they said, if you do not sell 10,000 copies, you uh, sign a paper saying you're responsible to buy the remainder. So if we only sell a thousand, you've got to buy 9,000 copies of your own book at cost, or I mean, retail cost, or you're just, you know, we're not going to carry you. So right. if you have a big audience and you have a big tribe and social media and a big following, uh, then you could do okay with traditional publishing, except they're only going to give you a tiny percent, maybe 8% of your royalties. But on the top of that, if you have that following, you can already do it on your own and make far more, far, far more money than you ever would with traditional publishing. You're going to get far more exposure and you're going to retain all of your rights. Because when you go right. with a traditional publisher, you sign away your rights. Right. And often you're signing away like everything, movie right. rights, print books. 70 to 100 years, something like that, the rights are... Oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. So you're just, I mean, you're, you're, you might as well not even bother writing if you're going to go that route. So my advice is don't think traditional. Just think, hey, I am me and this book can help me grow my list, grow my business um, at the same time. I can use whatever resources I currently have and I can make this happen because... This is the way the world is. You've got Amazon ads, you've got social media, you've got uh, a way to, I mean, really easily build a following and get your book noticed and out there. Yeah, with the technology today, that, that has leveled the playing field because you are able to do things now that we couldn't do, you know, 30 years ago. How long? How long? I know. Have been out thirty years ago. Before? I've lost count. Um, but before that, you know, you would have to go to the traditional publisher, and they would do the marketing. And you, there was newspaper ads and radio and different things that you would do um, to publish your book and get the word out, and you know, be interviewed on TV shows or radio shows. 
to, to do it. And now you can have your own show. Hello. <laughs> oh, exactly. You guys podcasts and Facebook groups and YouTube channels. And it's, it's so easy now. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of noise though. And, and it's got, you've got to be giving value and it's got to be quality value. You just can't throw a bunch of words out on a page and say, I wrote a book <laughs> and everybody's yeah, going to come by. Even, you, yes, there's, exactly. a, there's a process and depending upon how hard you work at it, 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 the process can go quicker or it can go slower, you know, and it's okay. It depends on your schedule. And that's the other beauty with self-publishing. Two things with self-publishing. You have control, like you were talking about. You have control of the price. You have control of where it's sold. You have control of, um, you know, like you said, your rights. Then you have the other thing is then you can help people and you want them to see you and give them value. And if you're giving people value in your free stuff, they're going to want to buy your paid things. And so you want to make sure that you have that to um, flexibility. You know, it's, it, that's what's important. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and there was one other thing I was thinking there and it flew out of my brain. <laughs> You know what Zig Ziglar said. Put it in the show notes if I remember. (laughs) People should remember what Zig Ziglar said, which was, "If you help, uh, if you want to get everything that you want out of life, just help enough other people get what they want." Exactly. If you're always focusing on helping the other person, it's all going to fall into place. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, I appreciate it, Chris, and I thank you for being here. We'll have. Um, the links to your website and um, did you have anything else that you wanted to share with the listeners today? No, that kind of pretty much sums it up. And if anybody has, you know, that you listen to this and you look at the show notes, my email is going to be in there. Email me with any questions that you have and I'll answer them quickly. Sounds great. Well, I appreciate it, Chris. And I know you are doing a wonderful job helping a lot of writers become published authors and get their word out to the world. So their geniuses. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the right hour. Are you wondering how to start your writing journey, but feel overwhelmed or confused after taking four years to write her first book, Joyce completely understands. She created the four steps to the right book to help you clarify your focus, create and organize your content, and complete your book. She shares tips on the writing process, and you can download the writing planner to track your progress and create weekly and monthly milestones to complete your book. You can sign up for the short email series at therightcoach.biz. That's T H E. W-R-I-T-E-C-O-A-C-H dot B-I-Z or go to the link in the show notes for the podcasts. You can sign up on the side pop-out on the computer or on the phone. It's a blue bar at the bottom that pops up. You can also go to the bottom of the homepage to sign up for the four steps to the right book. 
Don't let fear and overwhelm stop you from writing your book. It's time to write your book.